0: And this is the Pat Kenny Show with Anton in for Pat. Bike Week is back for 2023. Events organised around the country to encourage people to saddle up and get outdoors to discuss if enough is being done year round to encourage people to get on their bikes and if enough is being done to implement cycling infrastructure. I'm joined by Green Party Councillor Claire Byrne and Labour Councillor Dermot Lacey. Morning to you both.
1: Hi, Morning, hi, Anton.
0: I checked during the break, but I should check on air as well. Both of you, I trust, cycled to the station today. We did. We did indeed. Okay, that's fine, just to be absolutely (laughs) sure. Well, whatever about the events that are on during Bike Week, the general use of bikes in in Ireland, if you are lucky enough to live at one end and work at the other end of a bike lane, they may be a very good solution, but there are very few who are in that position. So do we have enough in the way of infrastructure, Claire, to allow people to use a bike as an alternative to a car?
1: Um. It's getting much better. We're trying to deal with the legacy of uh, underinvestment for decades in cycling infrastructure. But uh, since the Greens came into government, that has changed. Uh, we committed to spending €1 million Euro a day on cycling and walking and we've stuck to that this year alone. We've m- investing €200 million, uh, in active travel projects and a further €63 on greenways across the country. Um, so this is a good step forward in terms of providing that safe infrastructure in order to get people out of their cars and, and is it bikes? a
0: solution in terms of mass transit? Because if, if you take one bus, you fill it, you put 80 people onto mm-hmm. it, you'd multiply that by eight or ten in just one row of a bus lane. That's hundreds of people being moved in and out of the city. Can bikes be a realistic alternative to that?
1: They can. And like, you know, we have to remember that bikes are they're clean, they're cheap, they're healthy. Uh, what we have to do is invest in the right infrastructure that makes it safe for people of all ages and all abilities to travel by bike and be the that for leisure cycling, commuting in and out of work, school in particular, there's a huge focus on uh, trying to get more school children cycling to school. About 30 to 35 percent of our morning peak traffic is people driving children to school In a radius of about one to two kilometres. So there's huge investment going in on cycle training for um, children in schools. There's Safe Routes to School programme. There's school zones and school streets. Uh, there's a new bike library project. Uh, my own child's school is participating in that. And tomorrow we're going to be uh, collecting an electric bike that will take the two children on the back. We get to trial that for a few months. Um, it's like... Uh, you know, before we invest in one to see how it goes for us. So there's a lot happening in that space. Because
0: it has to be said, that is the other thing that has happened in recent time is where you say the word investment, some of the higher end, particularly the cargo and the uh, multiple child uh, electric bikes, they are serious money.
1: They are, but we have the bike to work scheme, which is a really great scheme in terms of making it accessible and, and affordable for people. And I suppose it, what you have to remember is unlike a car, this is a this is an investment. Uh, your maintenance costs are very, very low on an annual basis. And then you have absolutely no fuel costs as well. So and you've no parking costs either. Uh, so it is an initial outlay. But uh, over the course of a number of years or your lifetime, it actually, you know, it's very, it's, it's, it's. Uh, makes a lot of sense financially.
0: Whenever we talk about uh, an issue like this on the station, one of the things that always comes up is the current experience for cyclists tends to be typified by brief moments of great safety followed by great moments of danger. So if you take, if you're travelling as, as I do in from the north side into the centre of the city, you have several miles of really nice uh, bike lane that then ends in one of the most congested and literally dangerous parts of the city. How long before we will be in a position where you can actually get around Dublin city centre without risking your life on a bike?
2: Well, I cycle around the city every day and I don't uh, risk, risk my life. I don't feel un- unsafe. I think there is a perception that cycling in the city is unsafe. However, I do think that while the government has invested a lot of money in new infrastructure, the big uh, downside is that we're not repairing and maintaining the existing structure. When I cycled in today and it was like sort of, you know, cross-country cycle. Uh, the route, the bumps, the holes. The uh, At one point outside a particular uh, Uh, nightclub on Leeson Street which was a huge amount of glass so we do need to spend a lot of money on that myself and Claire aren't too far apart I suppose the big difference is that there, there is a lack of understanding in the city between cyclists and motorists. There is a, a belief that one is the enemy of the other. I, I cycle most times, but I sometimes have to use my car. And sometimes when I'm in the car by myself, I can sort of feel the stare and the glare of the cyclist looking at me. Why on earth are you in a car all by yourself uh, when you should be like us, you know, out there virtuous on, on, on the bicycle? So I think we need to try and get a, a more a rational and good mannered debate between the two, because we do need vote. And nothing is the solution. Cycling is not the solution. Using having wider road for cars is not the solution. Having better public transport is not the solution. All of these things add to a better and more integrated traffic plan across the city. And really, above all, we need to be a little bit more tolerant of each other on these
0: things do we need to be a little less tolerant of poor behaviour? Because again, whenever you talk about cycling, you can be guaranteed you'll get the texts that say the car drivers have to uh, abide by a certain set of laws, but there, it's almost impossible to sit at a red light in a city centre in Ireland and not have somebody sail through it on the bicycle. Well,
2: as I was coming in here today, knowing I was coming on this programme, I counted cyclists in advance of me who broke the lights, and there were five cyclists who broke the lights. But there was also one truck who broke, broke the lights, and there was one taxi Uh, that that sat in the middle of traffic blocking everybody else. Again, it's really a case of, you know, people being mannerly and respectful to each other. I I often think that... But how often have you you ever seen a guard
0: engage a cyclist? who has just careened through a red light.
2: I, I, I have, and unfortunately it would tend to be a younger person in a tracksuit that would be stopped rather than somebody like me, older, in a suit that would be stopped. So yes, I, I, I have seen them, but not as often as I should. But it isn't about constantly penalising people. It should be about trying to get behaviour better so that we can all share the space better. As I said, I am a cyclist, I am a motorist, I am a bus user, I use them all. The cycling is, is by far they preferable to me because you're out there, you're talking to people, you're stopping, you're meeting people. In the car, you wave at people. If you see somebody you know on a bike, you stop in your chat. And that's actually one of the nice things about be, you, you using the bicycle. Uh, so we do need to improve infrastructure, but we also need to ensure that when we are making significant changes, that we engage with people. And, you know, in my own area uh, and partially Claire's area, we had a massive row in relation to Strand Road uh, because people didn't talk to each other and proposals were imposed in a way that created a reaction. I actually think that issue could have been resolved had it been handled differently. But But there is an
0: assumption, Claire, generally that what is being done to encourage people onto bikes is making a car-based commute an absolute misery so people have no choice.
1: Well, I think what we have to remember, as Dermot said, uh, it's about time to allow a coexistence of cyclists, pedestrians and motorists. But the more people, you have to remember also, the more people that you get cycling and walking and onto public transport, the less cars we're going to have on the road. So I think that kind of gets lost in the discussion. But really what we need to focus <coughs> on is is proper infrastructure and that is proper segregated cycle routes. So it's safer for the cyclist, first and foremost, because they are the more vulnerable road user. But also that, it, you know, that it's you know less of a stress for the driver as well and so we can design things in such a way that it is it works for everybody and that is very much But we are a long way from from that I mean even if
0: you take out the the city centres if you go to the sort of the extra urban and rural areas where people might have a four or five kilometre commute that would be doable on a bicycle They, in some cases, have to literally share the main road with cars doing 80 kilometres an hour, 100 kilometres. That's not a a sustainable or safe way to travel.
1: No, again, and that's why there's this high level of investment going all across the country. But here in Dublin City, I mean, listen, I I feel okay. like Dermot, I feel fine cycling in the city. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable if I lived in rural Ireland cycling at the moment and that's why there's such investment on safer uh, cycle routes and the greenways in particular. Um, But... You know, what we, what's happening in Dunn City at the moment is we have a great active travel plan. It'll deliver about 310 kilometres of safe cycle network across the city. Um, and the issue I have with it though is the timelines that's over a period of nine years we have a commitment to reduce our transport emissions by 50% by 2030 in fact Dublin City has a commitment to be uh, climate neutral by 2030 so uh, we need to have a sense of urgency about this now there is a lot of interim schemes that are going to happen over the next couple of years that's a great way to um, experiment with and and (coughs) engage the public in a way that you know we possibly failed on other schemes as Dermot referenced earlier, um, and, you know, figuring out what's going to work for people. Um, but we also need to be progressing the permanent schemes and to be doing that, in a, you know, with the, the sense of urgency that's needed if we're to reach our climate targets.
0: Some texts. Anton, I have a 50-minute cycle to work but the official Transport for Ireland app is so bad it makes this 80 minutes, bringing me all around the places on roads that I would consider much less suitable for cycling than the ones I usually use. Why is the government making it so difficult to cycle?' Another biking, I believe, if the RSA and uh, the law comes down hard on the squeeze maneuver, cycling would be a lot safer. This is where the car squeezes between cyclist and the oncoming car, especially on rural roads and often at great speed. And one, clear that you might uh, address, it is probably unsurprising that Bike Week is uh, held in May rather than early November. Tech saying the Irish climate is not the best for cycling. Not many dry days, pure misery in the wind and rain. It's grand when the weather is like this. It's not great in the middle of winter.
1: You know, people, again, that's a perception. And I think uh, certainly on the East Coast, and it's a little bit different on the West Coast, but certainly on the East Coast, I think the average wet day for a site, it's about seven days a year, as far as I know. Like, I don't own waterproof gear and I cycle every single day and because I don't need it, you know. But it's
0: not just wet. It's when it's blowing force yeah. seven or eight and it's dark and it's minus two oh, there's a lot to be said for a car with a nice heater and a heated seat. That's when That's you get
2: your electric bike. <laughs> exactly. And the electric, <laughs> the electric bike is so much easier. The lights are fitted. The power is sort of helping you you along the way. I was out last week in the monsoon that erupted. I just stopped off for about five minutes in the garage. And uh, after five minutes, I went off cycling again. Yeah, look, if you if, if you live sort of somewhere within the inner suburbs, you're talking about a 20, 30 minute cycle. Uh, I think most of us can do that. And Look, if you don't cycle every day, the days that you cycle are better than the days that you cycle. And don't do you not cycle. get
0: people saying, well, what of practicality? What if you have to drop the kids to school? What if you have to do the big shop on the way back? What if you have a passenger when you're coming in and out And that's
2: tr- when you do need a car. And that's why, you know, I, I'm very tolerant uh, of, of car use when, when you need to. I use my car sometimes uh, when I need to, when I need to drop the grandchildren off to school or wherever, to home or wherever wherever they're going. Uh, I might use it when I go shopping. I don't carry boxes and boxes of shopping in, on, on, on my bike. But I do use my I use my bike this morning. I use my bike when I can. I use the bike to go off for a cycle, for recreation. I go use my bike to go to meetings, but I use the car. And we all need to be tolerant of when somebody needs to use a car. To me, that's perfectly reasonable. Unfortunately, some people in the pro cycling sort of uh, movement, if you want to put it that way, don't believe that anybody should ever use a car. And that's why I come back to this issue of tolerance. Be a little bit respectful to each other's needs, and we can all get on well.
0: Well, on that note, uh, Dermot Lacey, Labour Councillor, and Clare Byrne, Green Party Councillor, thank you both very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.